getting closer to going back to the Artichoke Cafe. I mean, I am. You don't need details, but I wish we were there so I could see our podcast guest, who, I'm, who I've never met. His name is Joey Prude, and he does a whole lot of things. He's a drummer, a DJ, and he books bands into what we lovingly call dive bars, like the Lalo Tavern. He's booked lots of others, including the iconic Club 21 and The Vern. I've never even talked with him before, so this should be interesting. Next time, blues harmonica player Kim Field on his brilliant new book on Billy Boy Arnold. Right now, let's meet Joey Prude. Hello, Joey. Hello there. How you doing? All right. How about you? Ah, shitty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, I gotta answer. I have to answer it truthfully, don't I? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and we've never met. I don't know you at all. That's right. How about that? And that's almost impossible in this yeah. town. Oh wow! Yeah, you're right. That, that <laughs> is impressive. Yes. Okay. First of all, <laughs> is that your real name? Uh, it is not. Oh, uh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a really... great name. It's a great name. Uh, which part, Joey or? No. Well, Joe. Of course, Joey's always good. You know. Well, that, that's not my real name. I. Uh, yeah. Uh, or or Prude being the last name is not. Uh, well, uh, you know, we, we don't need to know what your real name is, but I just <laughs> think it's a. I just think it's a great name to adopt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was an eighteen-year-old decision <laughs> on my part. <phone. laughs> <laughs> well, it you know, it's obviously it's like you're the opposite of prude, right? Uh, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yes. So you you're booking every little club in town, aren't you? Um, oh gosh, uh, no, I'm yeah. I'm at Lalo Tavern. Uh, in the past, I have done others, but uh, mostly Lalo is is where I put the shows. Oh, no more Vern or any of those. Well, I do DJs, so I book DJs for Vern. Uh -huh. um, yeah, they uh, bought the Overlook uh, fireplace and put that in the middle of the room at Vern, so that kind of did away <laughs> with. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, oh, away with the option of have having shows at Vern. Um, I uh -huh. I did like the shows at Vern when they were having them, but yes, so we're oh, well. sticking to Lalo. Before that, uh, they were at Club 21, so it's pretty much they moved Club 21 over to the Lalo Tavern. So, huh. yep. So what is? What, tell us. me about that place. Uh, Lalo Tavern. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you ever went to Club 21, it's very similar. Um, uh huh. What it is is it's. I guess you call it a dive bar, but in a charming way, and it's it's kind of like for the bands, it's like a house party. Uh -huh. pretty atmosphere so it's no stage uh, -huh. uh we got the pa but you know you're on the floor with the crowd and it's very interactive and um yeah it's a big patio outside so which can bite you in the in the butt sometimes because a lot of people want to socialize <laughs> you know if you go there to a show you know you're going to run into tons of friends and a lot of times they get stuck on the patio chat and <laughs> talk, you know you got to move them in and uh watch the bands but yeah it's a smaller room and it's even bigger bands have fun time playing there because it's just that fun atmosphere dive bars are fabulous and they always have been well i agree i'm most comfortable at, at a dive bar yeah 
Yeah. Even, even, I mean, you know, there, there was even one in the Pearl way back when when the, the lowbrow lounge was actually a dive I, bar. I lowbrow, yes. I, yes, I like, yeah. I like that. But it's, it's not really low, too lowbrow anymore. Well, yeah, I haven't been there in, in years. Is it still so, going? Oh, it's still open, yeah, as far as I know. Uh, you know but, uh, that's good. You never know nowadays, right? Well, it's hard to be lowbrow in the Pearl doing anything. Unless you're right. sleeping on unless you're sleeping on the street. <laughs> yeah, I used to live over there, uh, and so I take a different route home every night. And uh, I just saw that that place blow up, explode. You know, it's just new yeah. new things going in there. Seemed like overnight. Oh boy! So, yeah, whole different over there now. So so I guess I guess dive bars. They come and go. They still come and go, but they they seem to prevail. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when you DJ, what do you what do you play? What's your what's your favorite uh, stuff that you play when you DJ? Okay, and that's see, that's a little tricky. I, I of course. I, I you know because I I do bring vinyl, so I only have. I can only bring so much, so... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I bring a little bit of everything, and a good DJ reads the room, so... Yeah. No, I, I could start off thinking it's going to be a metal night or punk night, but I'll, I'll bring some a couple hours of New Wave just, just in case people are going for a different angle or want something different, so... I'll, I'll usually uh, start off with some stones and that type of stuff, and... Uh-huh. Ease my way into some new wave and then bring in the punk and metal and post punk. Yeah. yeah. New wave is old wave now. It's definitely old now. Yeah. It's very old. Very, very old. It's still uh, <laughs> quite possibly my favorite. So. Is that right? I, I still play a lot of it. Yeah. It's, ah. it's, <laughs> DJ, you're kind of, you get the chance to force people to <laughs> listen to what you like. Oh, well, I'm well aware of that because that's, I mean, I, I've done a lot of DJing myself. Oh, cool. um, and, and, uh, so who who's your who who are your new wave favorites? Well, uh, um, as far as genres go, I don't know if even some of my favorites that I play would be classified as new wave. But you know, of course, uh, I'm a huge fan of OMD. Of course. Uh, yes, uh, who still are amazing. I see them every year they come to town. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the New Order. Yeah. The Cure. I don't even know if all that stuff's new wave actually, but. Well, it's 80s. Yeah, we'll call it 80s stuff, yeah. Yeah. When do you think 80s is going to go away? Um, I don't think ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yes. Um, yeah, I know. Because nothing ever goes away. Hopefully not. It's definitely my favorite uh, Yeah, I've lived through. Yeah. Minus on, on, on my radio show, I play stuff that's 50 years old and sounds like soul music and, and, and funk, funk and R&B, and it sounds like it was made yesterday. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I, I can't help but listen to that stuff too. I, I'd say Otis is my all-time favorite singer. Yeah. But yeah, I, I yeah. find a way to work some Otis in there and or Sam Cooke and always into my yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. Gotta gotta have gotta have Sam Cooke. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that what mood I'm in if, if it's an Otis day or a Sam uh -huh. Cooke. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, 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 uh, why DJing? How, 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 how did you start with that? Oh, God, I guess I, my first time was when Starbar first opened, and 
it's it's a side hustle. It's uh, extra money, and it's it's a good chance to play your records. I have tons of records that sit on my shelf, and when I'm at home, I'm usually doing something else. So it, it's <laughs> nice to bust them out, and, and uh, yeah, extra hustle. You remember your first DJ gig? I think I do. Yes. Are you embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, not, not per se, but yeah, I definitely didn't have um, as many records as I think I need. I had gone through a period where I sold a lot of them, and I was rebuilding my collection back up. So I, I borrowed a lot for, from a friend for the first couple months. But um, yeah, you know, it's, you're always critiqued as uh, – given the night that my bandmate was always bartending. So he liked to rib me if I was playing something he didn't approve of. So it was, I was already nervous, to, you know, from the start. And then I had that Joker <laughs> giving me shit, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jaded yet. I, I still have fun doing it. And it's a good chance to get your friends to come out and hang with you. Yeah. So you were, but you were in bands too. Oh yes. Always since, uh, you're yeah. a drummer. I am a drummer. Oh, man. I play drums, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there is a difference. So know. so you you drove your, your parents crazy playing the drums in the uh, house? Possibly, but they're super good sports. They always let us uh, have the band practice in their basement. So Wow. You know, since I was age 13, so that's, that's man. sport on their, their end. I interviewed Gina Shock from the Go-Go's one time. Oh, wow. And her parents were absolutely beautiful. Yeah. They 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 gave her drumsticks. They bought her drums, you know. It's like mm -hmm. Yeah, just she was just always wanted to grow up to be John Bonham. <laughs> Yikes, yeah, okay. <laughs> Who were your drummer heroes? <laughs> uh, I'd have to say Peter Chris. Ah. Uh-huh. Definitely. You remember hearing him for the first time? Uh, yes, I think I do. I was a young and then uh, my neighbor, uh, I hung out with his dad had the first Kiss record. So <laughs> we'd uh, always hole up in his room and play his uh, that first Kiss record over and over. Strutter, that was my jam. <laughs> yeah. So are, what bands are you in? Uh, right now I'm in Murder Bait. Uh -huh. uh, yes. How many pieces do you got in a band? We got four. What are they? There's a dog. You have a dog in your band. Uh, yes. My roommate has a dog. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, your roommate's dog is in the band. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's four of us in, in Murder Bait. Who, who yeah. are they? Tell me about the band. Uh, well, it's heavy or uh, got a, uh, keyboards, uh, synths, organ, yeah. mm -hmm. piano. Yeah. And we, we get super loud, but it's a, I guess it would be along the lines of Dark Wave, I suppose. Uh -huh. uh, our next show is at Coffin Club, so we're kind of that into that scene. When is that? That is the February 18th. Okay. Tell me about Coffin Club. Uh, I haven't played there since it's been Coffin Club. It was Lovecraft yeah. before, and we did like our record release there last time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, I guess there's a, a downstairs showroom now, and... Uh -huh. Pretty excited to to play down there. Now, did you book yourself into that gig? No, not necessarily. I think uh, Casey, our singer, um, ah. uh, we went. We we both take teams that one, but uh, yeah, it's he's he's our fearless leader. So, 
we, we kind of work together on on that. All all of us do. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So are you a smasher? Meaning, when you play the drums. Oh yeah. Or are you more subtle? Uh, you gotta you gotta be both. Um, uh huh. Yeah, hitting hard. Sometimes you need to. As I get older, it kind of wears me out. But uh. <laughs> older. Uh, yes. <laughs> You're not that old. Uh, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all about dynamics, right? Well, yeah, of course, everything is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're we're a band where it's sometimes loud and uh, sometimes very minimal, and uh-huh. let the let the um, the piano or whatever be be the main instrument. So, really, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a piano or as a, another, you know, a synth or something. Yeah, it's it's piano sound on the synth, <clears throat> and it's got you know one hand on the organ or whatever, and one on the synth. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, um, how did you, how did you get started into booking clubs? Because I know I know you're of course known for you, you know your band and all that, but uh, but uh, you're all over the place booking stuff. And I mean, I know you have been. You said you're not right now, but. But uh, how, how did how did you what what's the, what's the most what's the most important thing about learning how to book a club? Well, First I think I get, go ahead. Well, well, I was gonna say like uh, my first proper band was we were living in Olympia in like I guess I'd be ninety three and we kind of had to um, figure that one out by ourselves, especially to play like Seattle and and mm-hmm. Portland and. Um, we played a lot in Spokane because that's where we were from at the time. But living in Olympia and just and then once once you get the hang of it, um, throughout the years of booking my own band and and then uh, started helping out maybe ten years ago with someone that had a company and um, she dealt with kind of the indie rock mm-hmm. scene. I, I remember that. <laughs> I'm kind of the guy that I'm pretty picky about music, so I couldn't really attach my name to some of the stuff that was coming mm-hmm. in. So I, would, uh, I was like, I'll handle the metal and punk stuff, some of the more edgier stuff. So uh, yeah. I found out that I was meeting a lot of fans and pretty much digging it. So when uh, the Club 21 thing uh, opened up, uh, I'm also uh, the Club 21 owners. They're pretty much into uh, preserving Portland history and keeping the, the scene going. Mm-hmm. That was right up my alley since I've been in the scene here since 93. Wow. So, um, and I am a little picky about particular about music. So I, it was a good chance. They only do a couple shows a month. And so I was, I was, uh, I thought I was helping out, save the scene or keep it going by, uh, booking, um, well, bands I like. I like to think I have good taste, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, um, giving bands a, a spot to play that uh, and a place that uh, people would know that even if they hadn't heard the bands, you know, or heard who they are uh, mm-hmm. um, before, they could go there and be like turned on to something cool. So you're the guy in the middle between the band and the and the club owner. Sure. Yes. Why? That's a strange position to be in. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, it, it is. Um, so, um, so you have to get because uh, they're, they're kind of two different animals, aren't they? Sure. 
Yes. Um, I mean, it's almost like you have to speak two different languages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, difficult to, yeah, explain a little bit. Uh, how would I say that? Because I am particular, and, you know, money is involved. And yeah. my name's involved, almost like a private contractor or something. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to make sure for my own self and for my vision to uh, <laughs> stay true to it. And I, I do my best to just book bands that I, I feel like are part of my <laughs> vision, uh, which doesn't always bring in the money, I guess is what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you're booking bands that you like. Yes, even some I, I wouldn't listen to for particular maybe at home, but um, I, I know what they're doing and I support them and I'm like, let's let's do it. Uh, I, they they fall in line with my you know ethos or whatever. So yeah, um, but um, it's kind of like being a music journalist in a way. Yeah, I, I, you, I think so. you have to you have to write about bands that you never would listen to, but deserve hearing. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I would be so good about that at that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I leave that to others. But yeah. Well, we, you know, we've we've you know we've been around for twelve years, and we've I've only had one. I've only written one bad review, oh, and yeah. that was of that was of Ace of Base. <laughs> Ace of Base. Yeah, I wrote a bad review of Ace of Base. I wanted to write it for ten years. <laughs> well, it was easy. It was easy to easy to write. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you never want to give someone a bad review. So. No, because it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, when I started out, you know, uh, and 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 uh, uh, way back, it's easy. The easiest thing in the world is to write a bad review. It's easy. All you got to do is be mean. Turn on your mean machine, and there it is. Yeah. But but it's bull. I, mean, I, I after after a couple of months, I I found that it was bullshit. <laughs> And so I just ended, would end up doing stuff like, uh, saying stuff like, well, if you like this, you'll like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. There you go. Yeah. It's better to stay yeah. positive or just pass it on to someone else, maybe. Right. But, right. And there's no, no use making enemies. And then who wants to who wants to hurt somebody's feelings when they've exactly, put yeah. their whole life into their music, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> you know, I've gone to some friends' bands that maybe weren't up my alley, and <laughs> they ask you afterwards how was it you know there's some standards uh standard things to say you guys were tight tight yeah man you guys were really tight yeah good job (laughs) (laughs) the crowd loves that one song yeah but the it must be very gratifying when you call up a band and offer them a gig yeah yeah definitely oh yes um yeah, and if it works out, you know, you can hit up a bunch of bands, and maybe they all can't do it, but even that they are on your mind means something to them. Yeah. And if if that date doesn't work out, but yeah, it's that's that's a good feeling is when a show does work out, and and um, yeah, everyone huh? has fun. Pretty much what it's about. How have you kept yourself together during the pandemic? Uh, I. Uh, well, pretty easily. I don't know. It's um, I, it's been rough. as far as booking goes. It's been rough because I even like had to cancel some January shows because uh, mm. it seemed like the numbers were spiking again. And yeah. last year I had to cancel a couple months worth, of, which is a bummer, you know, because like to, uh, one show is you know it's like twelve or fifteen people between the bands that 
took nights off work, rearranged our schedules. Yeah. To to all meet in the same room for an event, and it's a bummer when uh, that's falling through because of, of COVID. But um, yeah, kind of kind of been chill and understanding if we've had to cancel shows or yeah. So. Yes, yeah, it is. It's been bad. We, you know, we can't. We've we've come through it. You know, we we got we got a, we got a couple of grants and oh, cool. and and we all of our advertisers left and uh, now we've had we've had the return of a couple of advertisers, so we're still in business. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's been twelve. It's been twelve years. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I went to the Vern in nineteen ninety seven. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how that how that club got its name because the lights burned out <laughs> yeah and I, I like what that the um owners when they bought it they just changed it to the burn yeah officially yeah. as well <laughs> well yeah that could that, that was rough uh if you didn't know what the original name was it's called uber i think back then <laughs> it was still hannigan's you'd have to type hannigan's into your location <laughs> Uh, it wasn't officially called the Vern back, you know, before. <laughs> well, yeah. listen, uh, it's been great to meet you and uh, hear hear from you a little bit, and um, uh, I love your name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly, I know. <laughs> it's what? That's a silly name. But yeah. Silly? Did you say silly? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Um, all right. Well, listen. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, and uh, it's been nice talking to you. Best of luck. Hey, thank you. With the Good ending luck. of the pa- pandemic, which I think it's it seems to be. I mean, there's a, there was a state yesterday that, that took that. I mean, in in northeast northeast uh, um, part of the country that actually took their mask uh, re- uh, the mandatory masks off, and so maybe yeah. we're getting there, huh? Yeah, it seems like it, yes. It'll be nice. Good good luck, and say hi to everybody in Dark Swing for me. I love them to death. Oh, definitely, yes, I will. I'm looking for that show. Yeah, all right. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, cheers. Bye.